Thank you, worship team, for leading us in the presence of the Lord this morning. And today, he is our victory. Amen. It is only through Jesus Christ this morning that we are able to stand in a place of confidence and a place of authority today and say, not now, not ever, devil, but we are still overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Anybody got a testimony of the goodness of God this morning? Amen. He's been good to us. Let me welcome our online audience this morning. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for taking time and joining with us today. And uh, this morning, we're just going to dive into the word here in just a moment. Those of you that's going to class, feel free to do so at this time. And if you're in the sanctuary with us today, Matthew chapter number 14. Matthew chapter number 14 will be there in just a moment as we get ready to just dive in together. This is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And uh, we know we have people doing lots of things today, but we're so grateful that you're in the house with us this morning. And uh, I pray that... uh, We leave differently than when we came. Amen. We are serving a God that is not just a God of yesterday, but he is the God of today. And uh, no matter what you may have need of this morning, he is able to meet you at that point of need this morning. And we're so thankful for it. We've had a great week, been a busy week, had a great week in Virginia. The Lord met us there. Wonderful time in camp meeting uh, with Pastor Harmon and his, his church and his his team, they treated us so well, and uh, so we're so grateful and uh, so for what God is doing, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, this week. Later in the week, we'll be preaching camp meeting services in Water Valley, Kentucky, so please pray for us, and uh, we'll, we'll be there for a few days, but uh, God is on the move and doing wonderful things all across uh, this great United States that we get to call home. So it's not all doom and gloom. Don't believe everything you see and hear, but God is doing some amazing things in the earth today and even here at home. This morning, I want to talk to you today, if the Lord would help me for a few moments, uh, and I want to talk to you today probably on a very simple uh, level this morning because I want us to get it this morning. I don't think we have to be complex to be uh, uh, able to change things. We just need to sometimes hear the simple truth of God's word. And today I, I'm going to do my best to do that. And we're going to pick up a story this morning and we're going to run with it. But if the Lord would help me for a few moments, I want to talk to you about the touch that makes one whole. I believe that God is still doing and is still desiring to do a whole lot more than we give him credit for if we're not careful. So I want to just look at this passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter number 14, beginning in verse number 34 through verse number 36. If you want to stand for the reading of the word, I understand if you're not able, but let us just begin this morning. What is leading up to this passage of scripture is you will find that the disciples was on a boat 
a storm was there. It was raging. And all of a sudden, they see Jesus. And Peter says, if it's really you, bid me to come. And you know that Peter steps out, walks on water, but then he gets his eyes on the storm. And then he cries out, and the Lord reaches out and grabs him, brings him, and now they're back into the boat. So now as they're back into this boat, and the, the waves have calmed down, it says, and when they were gone over, meaning they'd went back over to Capernaum, as they went back over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, somebody say had knowledge of him this morning. They had knowledge of him. They sent out into all the country around about and brought unto him all that were diseased. And they besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the privilege to be in this house once again. Lord, today I pray that you would anoint me to speak your word for the next few moments, that lives would just be transformed and changed by the truth of your scripture. I pray for a fresh anointing, Lord, that we would uh, be able to minister effectively that which you have placed in our heart because we know that it is the anointing that breaks the yokes today. And Father, I pray that any yoke of disease or sickness that would be in this room, Lord, that it would be broken today. And the church says, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We find that in this passage of scripture, it says, and they besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. How many knows that's a reason to be excited this morning? If you can say I'm perfectly whole, that means nothing's lacking Nothing's missing. Nothing's out of order. I know I described some of y'all's life right there. You wish and I wish, right? But notice the word besought simply is just a past tense of beseech, which simply means this, that to implore urgently or to beg eagerly, to pursue passionately. It is simply saying that when they heard or saw that Jesus was present in their city, in their region, they began to call out to him in a very passionate manner. You have heard these words before, but allow me to give them to you again this morning. Knowledge is power. You and I today understand that. And I believe it's time for us to experience a fresh awareness within the body of Christ on just how important it is for this generation to know who Jesus truly is. I, can I remind you of, and I told you it was going to be simple this morning, but can I remind you this morning that he is not a babe in a manger this morning. And can I remind you that he is not a 12-year-old boy in the temple boggling the minds of men. Nor is he a man that has been falsely accused in Pilate's hall. Nor is he a man that is falling under the weight of a rugged cross going up Calvary's hill. That is not who he is this morning. But I have to remind you this morning that he really truly is the son of God. And he is sitting in a place of victory this morning. Sitting at the right hand of the father making intercessions for you and I. 
He is no longer as a lamb that has been led to slaughter, but he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. We find that you and I, if we're not careful, we're in a place where we walk around thinking we have to defend this lion. But one saint of God simply said this, a lion never needs to be defended. He just needs to be let loose. And when a lion begins to roar, he will make the whole atmosphere where he is begin to stale and come to a halt because they understand his authority in the kingdom. I wonder this morning, do we understand the authority of Christ like we should? Because can I tell you, he is not just a king, but he is the king. He is not just any atonement, but he is the ultimate atonement. He is not just a God with a little g, but he is the God of all gods. May I remind you that scripture teaches us the importance of being those who possess truth and understanding. When you and I begin to walk with the truth of God's word and the understanding of his word, it begins to dramatically change how we conduct our lives and how we live our lives. We find that Hosea writes in chapter number four, verse number six, he says this, my people are destroyed, notice this, for the lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Notice with me, there is an There's a clause there that says, if you reject the knowledge of who I am, if you choose to go contrary to who I really am, then you begin to find yourself not in a place of blessing, but you find yourself in a place where you are condemned. Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter number four, verse number seven through verse number nine, he says, that wisdom is the principal thing and therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, meaning exalt wisdom, and she will promote thee, and she shall bring thee to honor. And when thou embrace her, she shall give to thee head, or give to thy head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory. Shall thou deliver to thee? Can I tell you, you and I cannot overstate the importance of having and possessing the knowledge of what God's word is. And we find that it is told us to us in Scripture that we are to study to show ourselves approved. Notice, we are to study to show ourselves approved for the simple fact so that we can have knowledge and understanding of not just the Word of God, but to know who God truly is. And may I remind you that He is the Word. John chapter 1, verse number 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's still the Word this morning. It is in this hour, however, that we are witnessing a great onslaught of issues that is crippling the lives of many. Well, I understand that we live in a fallen world. I also know this this morning, that a price has been paid so that you and I can rise up, not in defeat, but rise up in victory. So therefore, may I remind you this morning that we have been granted access, not to just any storehouse, but we have been granted to a storehouse in heaven. Notice Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19, but it says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. But it doesn't stop there. By Christ Jesus. Our victory or our need is met not by anything other than Jesus Christ himself. 
If you could say it this way, if a storehouse had a door on it and it had a lock on it, the only key that unlocks it is Jesus. And therefore, when we have this understanding, notice there is something that can be said about the perfect sacrifice that was made at Calvary. In Hebrews chapter number 10, beginning in verse number 12, it says, but this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, whereof the Holy Ghost also was a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. But then in verse 17, it says, And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. We often focus on the cross and we acknowledge it to be a place of our salvation. And while that is certainly true, that is not all that occurred there. I want to take you back to the prophet Isaiah, chapter number 53, beginning in verse number 1. Stay with me this morning. We'll preach in a few moments, maybe. Chapter number 53, verse number 1, it says, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root of a, out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely... He hath bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Please notice with me, it was there at Calvary that he bore our griefs, that he carried our sorrows, that he was wounded for our transgressions, that it was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and it was with his stripes we are healed. Past tense. It's already done. It's completed. I want you to understand there is a place of healing and wholeness this morning that we can walk into that has already been paid for. Calvary was not a halfway work, but Calvary was a finished work. Meaning this, he does not have to go back there in order for you to get something that you have need of today in your life. Whether it be mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Uh, it has already been bought and paid for. Uh, this morning, there is a healing virtue that is readily available uh, to those that will touch him uh, if they touch him in the right manner. Can I tell you, we are in a place where faith must arise once again. We know today that there is different types of healing, but we must realize that there is a release that takes place when faith 
touches him. Uh, I am thankful for the fact that there is a natural healing. This body naturally heals itself. That's how we was created. I'm thankful for that. Uh, I'm also thankful for the medical healing that we have access to. Uh, that we have that men and women that have given themselves uh, to that profession has got the knowledge uh, and they have got the ability and the tools to help bring healing to this body. Uh, but I am also grateful for the thing called divine healing. Uh, that's when God supersedes man and its ability uh, to bring about a healing that cannot be explained in the natural. Uh, but can I tell you one of the avenues that brings about divine healing uh, is when faith begins to be put in motion. Uh, listen, I know that there's a due season, meaning this, God can do what he wants to when he wants to. Uh, but at the same time, I understand uh, that there is this thing called faith uh, that has been given to every man and every woman. Uh, and when it begins to be activated, uh, that there is a touch that can take place uh, where automatically healing begins to take place in the lives of men and women. Uh, so with that being said, Said this morning, uh, I want to show you what happens uh, when faith is put in action. Uh, you can read of a story in Matthew chapter 9. You're very familiar with the story, uh, but there was a woman. She was diseased in her body. Uh, she had an issue of blood uh, for 12 years. Uh, but notice what happens uh, in chapter 9, verse number 20 through verse number 22. Uh, it says, And a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood for 12 years, uh, she came behind him, talking about Jesus, uh, and she touched the hem of his garment. Now, you say, well, she touched his garment and she was healed. I understand that, but there was something that happened before. Notice in verse 21. This is what happened before she touched his garment. It says, for she said within herself, if I may but touch this garment, I shall be whole. Now, we find faith in her began to be put in motion. And when Jesus turned to her in chapter and verse number 22, he looked to her and said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy touch made you whole. No, thy faith hath made thee whole. And it says then, the woman was made whole from that very hour. Notice when faith begins to be put in motion, things begin to change. And I want you to understand with me this morning uh, that we're in a place right now where we're seeing a lot of things take place uh, that we just are settling for. Uh, and today I want you to understand there is still a touch that can make one whole. We are in a society that is diseased, that's dying prematurely. Uh, we're dealing with all kinds of mental illness. We're dealing with all kinds of emotional disorders. Uh, we're dealing with all kinds of physical ailments. Uh, and the church is just as sick as the world. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, but I'm telling you, my God is still a God that heals, delivers, and sets free. Uh, and I want you to understand uh, that you have the ability to make things happen in your life. I knew you wouldn't shout me down this morning because it almost makes us go in and look in the mirror and say, well, well I'm the problem. Uh, can I tell you in all the love that I have this morning, uh, we are our biggest enemies uh, because of the simple fact we want to believe him for our salvation uh, and we want to believe him for everybody else. Uh, but when it comes to us, well, I just don't know. Uh, listen, uh, and I'm not against this, so please don't take this out of context, uh, but we have more confidence in Tylenol and Advil than we do Jesus. 
Jesus. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, there is an atonement that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, and when somebody by faith uh, will begin to reach out towards him, uh, he automatically, uh, is there something that triggers in his spirit and says, I understand when faith touches me uh, and when faith touches me, uh, things change uh, for those that are responding to me. Notice with me, Matthew chapter number 15, we find that there was a woman of Canaan. Get this, uh, it's not just an issue of blood that he can touch, uh, but in Matthew chapter 15, 22 through 28, you will read of a story of a woman of Canaan. And she simply says, uh, as he comes into her coast, into her region, uh, she simply hollers out and says, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Hear me. But he answered her not a word. And the disciples said, put her away. She's not one of us. Uh, we, we don't. And he says, listen, I didn't just come for the house of Israel, but I come for everybody. But then she comes and she cries out again. And he simply says, should the bread be cast to the dogs? And she responded this way. And she said, truth, Lord. But yet the dogs eat of the crumbs of the king's table. Notice what Jesus says to her. She didn't let her situation or her status keep her from having faith because she had come to the knowledge of who he was. She didn't just look at him as a boy from Nazareth. She didn't just look at him as a prophet or a teacher, but she looked at him as he is something different. And when she acknowledged that, he turns to her and she says, Oh woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And it says this, and her daughter was made whole at that very hour. Can I tell you that when faith is put in action, that there is a touch that can take place where even a devil that is possessing a daughter has to flee. That's not even in the same vicinity, not even in the same room. Can I ask you this morning, is there anything too hard for your God? We have limited him so much. But I, I want you to understand this morning that not only is he able to touch an issue of blood, but he is able to set at liberty those that are captive this morning. Uh, and if there's ever been a time where we needed there to be a manifestation of the power and the anointing of God in a generation, uh, it is now. Uh, listen, I'm not saying that this whole generation is walking around possessed by a devil, uh, but I will tell you that there is an oppressing of the spirit of darkness upon a generation like we have never known. Uh, and somebody's got to begin to, in, in faith, uh, begin to cry out again. Uh, and I want you to understand there is a touch uh, that will make one whole uh, but you've got to begin to rise up in faith and say devil uh, no longer are you going to touch my family uh, no longer are you going to torment my children uh, no longer are you going to run rapid in my city uh, but listen uh, it's not a religious touch uh, but it is a touch of faith uh, that will make virtue uh, and he will turn and say that which you are asking of you can have now uh, and can I tell you uh, it don't have to be six months from now, but in the moment, uh, there can be a release that comes. Has anybody got any children that need to be touched and set free? Uh, I just wonder, is there enough faith in this room uh, to stir it up and say, God, I'm crying out to
to you. There's a touch. There's a touch. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. There's a man, I'm not going to call him blind Barnabas. I'm just going to call him Barnabas because he's not blind anymore. But Barnabas, sitting by the highway, begging, but he hears something. Jesus is coming. Notice he doesn't cry out to him, Jesus, teacher. He just simply says, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He had knowledge. He, he acknowledged who he was. Everybody says, he don't have time for you, Bartimaeus. Be quiet, Bartimaeus. He's on his journey somewhere else, but he cried even the more. And he says, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Notice this. In verse number 49, it says that Jesus stood still. Can I tell you that faith will make him stand still? And when he stood still, he commanded him to be brought to him. And when he got there, he says, what is it that you would have me to do? And he said, that I might receive my sight. And notice what he says. Jesus said, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Notice, whether it was the story of the woman with the issue of blood, it says, by faith. Whether it was the lady that had a daughter that was possessed with the devil, it was by faith. And now, one that was blind, it was by faith. I come to tell somebody today that there is still an hour of healing and deliverance, and it's now. Because our God does not change. I'm not afraid to stand before you today and declare to you that our God is still moved by faith and he is still one that does the miraculous. He still heals, he still delivers, and he still sets free. When men began to believe, not only in him for salvation, but when they come to that place of revelation in which they believe in him for all that has been and currently is, and that they will believe in him for all that needs to be done in this moment, that there is a release of heaven's authority that can still take place in your life. That which crippled man through Adam, please hear me, has to loose its hold when we touch him in faith. One may ask, how do you know this to be true? It is Jesus Christ himself that shows us the power that is released when one will simply just believe. I'm going to give you one more story this morning. There was a man by the name of Jarius. He was a ruler of the synagogue. You can read it in the Gospels. Luke chapter number 8, 49 through 55 is one of those accounts. But as he is walking with Jesus after the interruption with the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years, and they continued to walk towards Darius' house, and Darius had asked him, he said, would you come? I have a daughter that's 12 years old. She's lying at the point of death. But you're able. He had faith in believing but as they was walking, you know this story. 
one of the servants from the master's house comes and says, don't bother the master any longer because your daughter is dead. It's too late. It's over. But when Jesus heard it, notice what he said. He answering him saying, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Here's what I want you to understand this morning. That little 12-year-old girl did not get up off that bed because Jesus walked in the room. She didn't get up off that bed because Jesus went in and touched her. She got up out of that bed and lived and ate because her daddy believed in Jesus. Think about it. Wonder how many is lying spiritually dead today because we're not believing. I'm just asking. Sometimes we think, oh, he'll do it in his timing. I understand that. But sometimes he's waiting on us just to believe. Because there is a touch that takes place when faith is put in motion. Notice he made it clear that if a man would continue to have faith, it would be his faith that made his daughter whole. I'm going to tell you this morning, the only thing that's keeping us from revival is our lack of faith. The only thing that's keeping us from our miracle is our inability to activate our faith. Uh, You say, but I believe. I understand that. Uh, But do we really believe? There's one thing to believe and there's another thing to believe. There's one thing to be in the room, but there's another thing to be in the room. Can I tell you, there was a, the disciples was in the room with Jesus, but there was only one of them that was laying up on his breast and heard his heartbeat. I want to ask you, do you hear the heart of God this morning? It's one thing to say, oh, I was in church with those folks, but, but it's one thing to say, hey, I was with those folks. It was one thing to say, oh, I was in the presence of God, but it's another thing to say, I was in the presence of God. I I, I saw a miracle, but what about experiencing a miracle? What what about saying, I I felt the goosebumps, but listen, that's just the outer edge. Uh, But there is a place that you can get uh, where the power and the anointing of God consumes you. uh, And you begin to be experiencing the the manifestation power and the virtue of God. I come this morning, not with a big message, but other than to tell you that that faith is the channel by which healing is received. Uh, And I need somebody just to begin to believe. uh, Because can I be real honest with you? Uh, We're walking around uh, wanting to fulfill what God's mandate is in our life, uh, but we can't do it uh, because we're too sick and diseased. Uh, But I got good news uh, that there is still power in the blood of Jesus. Uh, There is an atonement uh, that was made uh, a little better than 2,000 years ago at a place called Calvary uh, that doesn't just save me from a place called hell, uh, but it brings healing to this body. Uh, It brings healing to this mind. Uh, It brings wholeness to me uh, where I can walk uh, with confidence and authority. Can I tell you, that which the enemy's trying to steal from you, you can take back if you just by faith will touch him this morning. There is no reason to walk around diseased and troubled, but you can walk in victory this morning. Because he's still a God of victory. 
There is still blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins uh, that is able to touch the mind, the heart, and the spirit, uh, and it can cure you of any ailment or disease uh, because that's just who he is. But do we believe? My prayer this morning is that we will awaken to the fullness of his sacrifice in this season. The psalmist said it like this in Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. When was the last time you blessed the Lord with everything that was in you? I've seen some of you at the ball field. And I've seen some of you in church. I don't need to say anything else. I'm talking about with all that was within me. Well, they'll think I'm crazy, preacher. Well, you don't care if they think you're crazy out there. But listen, there is a place where we have to get to where, and I'm not saying that we're disorderly and all of those things, but I'm saying there is a place of exuberance that we can come from our innermost being where David simply says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Can I tell you, there's some benefits to this thing. Can I give you those benefits this morning? Can I tell you, he forgiveth thee of all thy iniquities. He didn't just partway save you, but he, he, he completely delivered you. But not only does he forgive you of all thy iniquities, but who healeth some of your diseases. Who healeth only a certain list of diseases. No, it says, who healeth all thy diseases. How many believes God's word to be true this morning? I mean, you really believe his word to be true this morning? Can I see your hand? So if, he, if you believe his word to be true, then you have to believe this part, that he heals all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfy thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Can I tell you, there's a place of renewal that can come to the people of God. Please hear me. He not only forgives you of your iniquities, but he healeth you of all thy diseases. So here's the question I'm going to ask this morning. Why is it that we're walking around sick? I understand that things happen to us. But I also understand that there's a level, and I know you guys say he has done went off his deep end and he's done went radical on me, but I'm going to be honest with you. There is a place of health for the people of God that we can get to. We don't have to leave this world stricken and aged to the point where we're in misery. But we can walk with health and strength until God gets done with us this side of heaven. I want us to understand the power of faith this morning. Hebrews eleven six says this, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Here's a question I want to ask. Is it possible today 
that we are not experiencing the healing virtue that we desire because we're not diligently seeking him. See, Hebrews eleven six. 6, we always look at the first part of that. But the latter part of it says that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. How does he reward his people? He rewards us with health, with strength. He rewards us by meeting the needs that we have. But how do we get that? How do we tap into that? By diligently seeking him. Meaning this, we don't half-heartedly praise him. We don't half-heartedly serve him. But the Bible is very clear. It says the man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back, is it worthy to be called my disciple? How many times are we looking over our shoulder? When we should be looking forward. Listen. I can only speak for me this morning, but I'm here to tell you that there is something changing in my spirit in this season of my life. And what I'm understanding is this, that God's a whole lot more than what we've ever been told he was. James chapter 5 is not something that can be ignored, but it makes people uncomfortable. But James chapter 5 is very clear. It simply says this, is any among you afflicted? Let them pray. If you're under a state of affliction, listen, I can pray for you all day long. It ain't going to help you. But if you're in a place of affliction, you need to pray for yourself. You need to anoint yourself and pray for yourself. You say, how can I be afflicted? Is if you're walking in disobedience to the plan of God for your life. So what we often call disease and sickness isn't really disease and sickness. It's affliction because of our disobedience. So if God's placing some things in your life that you need to be doing and you're choosing not to do it, and then you wonder why things are falling apart, maybe you're in a state of affliction. That's not my message this morning. But can I tell you, anoint yourself and pray and say, God, forgive me, and you'll find out that affliction will go away just like that. If any of you is merry, let them sing. Anybody happy? Larry, I'm glad you're happy. Nobody else is. (laughs) If you're happy, sing. Why in the world are you letting the world and all the trouble of the world steal your song? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. You all remember that one, right? Yeah. But it goes on. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of heaven. No. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of what? The prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Listen, I don't have to heal anybody. It's a good thing because I can't. All I have to do is pray the prayer of faith. And if I pray the prayer of faith, then it makes him responsible Where he has to move, he has to raise them up. That's pretty simple. And if that individual has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Think about that. What am I saying this morning? Is that there is a touch that will bring wholeness to a generation. But the question is, is any of us brave enough to activate and to move in that realm called faith? Holy Spirit is present on the earth right now and has been equipped to equip the church to operate in this anointing. 
Notice, if Paul writes very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he's simply saying this, not everybody's gifted the same. Uh, He said, some of you are going to prophesy, some of you are going to interpret tongues, some of you are going to speak in tongues, uh, but some of you are going to walk with a miracle anointing. Some of you are going to walk with the gift of healing in your hands. Uh, But can I tell you, uh, we have let the enemy stop us uh, from operating in the realm uh, of the supernatural. Uh, But can I tell you this morning, uh, it is by faith uh, that we respond according to the teachings of God's word and when we respond in faith to that which he says it is then that he is the one that raises them up and I got good news I just believe that maybe not for everybody but there's some people in this room that is going to experience God begin to raise some things up I know it may look dark this morning I may know it look like it's impossible this morning but can I tell you there is a virtue of healing that's about to sweep this earth uh, and I come to proclaim to you today uh, that there is still a touch that will make somebody whole. Uh, I have said it from this platform and I will say it again this morning. Uh, there is babies that's going to be healed and delivered. Uh, there is teenagers that's going to be loosed uh, from their infirmities. Uh, there is a generation uh, that is going to encounter uh, the goodness of God, the power of God. Uh, your family isn't going to end up like it looks right now uh, but there is a touch of healing where restoration, where lives will be transformed and changed. But somebody's got to move by faith. As they come to the music this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done this morning because I'm preaching hard and you ain't liking it. Hear me this morning. The touch that makes one whole. There is not a counterfeit to this thing. There's no shortcut to this thing. But when somebody will begin to diligently cry out to God, when they get down to business, so to speak, the woman with the issue of blood, she had spent everything that she had. She had nothing. The world said you can't be here. You're unclean. You're defiled. You can't be in this realm. But she said, I don't care what men say. I'm in a place of desperation. And she said, if I can but touch his garment, I know that I can be made whole. Uh, Listen, there was something inside of her that rose up. Blind Bartimaeus, when everybody was telling him to be quiet, he simply said, I don't care what they say, uh, but if I can but just get his attention, uh, I know that I can be made whole. The Canaanite woman said, I know I'm not supposed to be here. I know I'm not one of them. I I know that I don't meet their standard, uh, but at the same time, uh, I have knowledge of who he is. And her daughter was delivered from demonic possession. But let me take you back to where we started this morning. Jesus in a boat steps off into a city. It began to be noise. Oh, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Obviously, obviously noise had began to sweep the region. It's just how my mind thinks. I can't validate this, but I just know people. People don't change. No matter where you're at in the world, people talk. 
But by the time we get to Matthew chapter number 14, over in Capernaum, there was a story already going around. There's a man named Jesus. And there was a lady that had an issue of blood and she touched his garment. And she was immediately healed. He stepped off that boat. Men began to have knowledge of who he was. So that's that, that's that guy. That's that guy that was over there. And something triggered in their spirit because they realized that in their vicinity, in their city, there was a multitude of people that was diseased and sick. And they said, Jesus is here. Go get the sick people. Go get the diseased people. Go get the ones that really need a touch. And the men of this city, they didn't say, Jesus, would you sit here and anoint every one of these and pray for them? Would, Jesus, would you sit here and teach them? Or, no, it says that they earnestly began to beg him, will you please just let them touch your garment? Think about it. They were just saying, will you, will, you, will you just pause long enough for these people that are sick and diseased just to touch your garment? And their faith began to petition him. And it says all. That's a powerful word. All that touched his garment wasn't healed, but was made perfectly whole. Think about it. I would say it's safe to say that in that region there was all kinds of sickness and disease but it probably wasn't even too far-fetched to say that leprosy was there. And leprosy is a skin-eating disease that will deform you and eat. The, and when you become perfectly whole, guess what? That means things begin to just come back. Creative miracles began to happen when they just touched his garment. We are entering into, I believe this, and I'll go on record, and I, I don't have any reservation. There is, there is a level of creativity that's coming back in the healing process of God. There is creative miracles getting ready to come back. And it's going to prove who God really is in this season of great darkness. But it says all that touched him. They were made perfectly whole. There's a wholeness that God wants to take us to this morning. I know messages such as this kind of pricks our hearts a little bit because the enemy comes along and I know how he operates. He'll sit on your shoulder during a message like this and say, well, see, you hear the preacher? If you was really who you say you are in Christ, you wouldn't be battling this disease or you wouldn't have this going on in your life or this wouldn't. Listen, that's all the lies of the enemy. I'm here to tell you this morning, God loves each and every one of us. And there is more for every one of us. None of us has arrived. And you may be sitting here this morning with a physical ailment. You may be sitting here with an emotional ailment. You may be mentally tormented this morning. Don't matter what it is. 
But there is a wholeness that you can have in Jesus Christ. But only if by faith somebody begins to touch him. Before I ever got here this morning, throughout the last few days of this week, in the midst of everything else that was going on, in my spirit I knew. And this isn't sounding arrogantly, but I knew that this was a day that God would want to do something special for his people. So I I don't know what you may have need of this morning. But for the last 72 hours or so, I've been operating in faith and speaking life over you. And I'm believing your families can be touched and changed. Doesn't matter that they're not in the room this morning. But will we? Will we respond in faith? Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for watching today. Please feel free to like and subscribe or find us on our other social media platforms. And we pray God's blessings your way. You have a great day. We'll see you next time.